I'm St. Pete Sam, and that's my brother, Max Blowers. This is Under the Influencer. A show where we sit down with the influential people of Tampa Bay. Or occasionally, occasionally us. And today is all about Christmas. Christmas. We are tizzing the season right now, and there's so much great nostalgia and stories wrapped around this holiday for us. There really is. So yeah, we're, we're going to get into that, plus... We got to talk about like iconic gifts that we had. Yes. And like all the music and movies of the time. And I thought it'd be fun. We maybe share an old family history once again from Mamaw's Memories. memories. Uh, So all that coming up. It's, you know, I think our family really did, did Christmas. We did. I, I, and you know, we had such a fun upbringing with Christmas because there were so many places to go. And, and, you know, some people always talk about divorce and like how it's a, how it's hard at the holidays. I really feel like we thrived because of it thrived well one you know just the net amount of gifts for the one. net <laughs> amount of gifts is a win i mean you get to literally redo christmas morning um but also so many people in our family had great gatherings so, on all sides yeah because all of our families are humongous like yes <laughs> and i always loved that about it i loved all of the people and all of the places and the different things to do um but starting with christmas eve Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve at Aunt Penny's. And we have mentioned these parties on this podcast before, but they were iconic. Iconic. Big house out on the beach. It was really the harbinger of Christmas time. Like it never felt like Christmas was official until Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then you like rolled into the holiday with all of the families. But that was kind of like, all right, your shopping's done. Your work is done. Like, it's now Christmas. And and Christmas Eve at Penny's, you know when you picture in a movie that like jolly holiday party with the with the glittery sweaters and everyone's swirling around the room with cocktails. Like I, I think that that's what I loved about it is that that's what it was for me. It was that. And she <laughs> and Aunt Penny was like the queen of that. Like she's like the party host. She's yes. like what I want to be and always made it look effortless and always, you know, when people say I'll be there with bells on, she always had bells on. Yes. Like she had like a little shimmery top with like bells and a oh. cute little hat and a glass of wine in her hand. Like, <laughs> and the spread of food was always over the top. Over the top. Like five pies, and Debbie would bring every kind of pie. Every pie, but always on the table, and we've said this before, Grammys Grammys never never walk walk again again, eggnog. eggnog. So we mentioned this on the Thanksgiving episode, so I thought it, (laughs) despite what all my doctors tell me, (laughs) I thought... We'd have some today. The, the consistency is, you know, you could almost drink, eat it with a spoon. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a visceral experience. It's thick. <laughs> it, it looks like it goes into your body and straight into your arteries to stick to the wall. So our, our, our grandma Clara, rest in peace, uh, her biggest part of the tradition. By the way, if you've been following the show, M- Maddie Lou Sherboneau, who whose stories are in Mamaw's Memories, 
uh, Clara is her niece. Okay. So our grandmother's aunt is the woman who wrote this book that right. we've been like talking about. But anyway, so. Legendary uh, St. Pete family. Old St. Pete family. Uh, so this recipe comes from her and it's like, like old school eggnog. This is not Trader Joe's oat beverage eggnog. This is <laughs> like egg, like there's egg. There's no heavy on the, the egg. If part. you have a dietary restriction of any sort, it's being violated. So, <laughs> it's it's what, an affront to all health, anything. Yeah. Um, so I, I do always keep a copy of the recipe. And this morning you saw me, I was frantically searching for it in yeah. a huff because... You know, do, do you ever like know where something is, but it doesn't make sense that it's there, but you know it's there? You can't, you can picture the place yeah. and the and the terrible thing it's written on. But yet you can never move yeah. it now because you always go to that place. So in this case, I have a Xerox copy of Grandma's Never Walking in Eggnog tucked into the pie section of my Paula Deen's Kitchen Classics <laughs> recipe book. <laughs> Because usually if I was making eggnog, I was also making pecan pie. Yes. So I, I always keep these things together. <laughs> also to call something a Xerox copy anymore. Oh, right. That's like People a, don't do that, do they? No, I don't think you Xerox things. So to, um, to our Gen Z <laughs> listeners, uh, this is a copy machine. You would used to put a piece of paper on glass <laughs> and it would copy it would be like taking a screenshot of something yes, in but real 3D. You needed a very large piece of equipment to do it at the time. <laughs> so I have a Xerox copy. Um, I'll post a picture of this. It's on our grandmother's stationery, Clara Blowers. Mm. So you know it's authentic. <laughs> and she wrote this out for me one day, just like very quickly, because I, I always a pleasure to have in class. <laughs> Was the helper in the kitchen. Yeah, And you have managed to continue the tradition. I feel like when we go now, if so, no one's yeah. making it, you're like, I'm making it. There's there's two of us. So there's our cousin Christina, um, our Aunt Penny's daughter, and myself who will man the eggnog station should there be one. Um, and, it, and when we say station, I want you to picture a giant crystal bowl. With a crystal ladle spoon. Yeah, like <laughs> like like a Southern magazine, Southern Living magazine. <laughs> Martha Stewart entertaining style. Martha Stewart entertaining <laughs> book style punch bowl with little like peaks. And and the and the cups matched oh, the bowl. Little they were crystal, crystal cups with cups. little handles. Yeah. Um and then in this glorious crystal punch bowl was this cream colored tan beverage and what could only be described as a cumulonimbus cloud <laughs> of egg, egg foam, foam on top just kind of floating mm-hmm. so um i i thought it best to yep. dig up this recipe today um i will say i shortcutted it a little bit just for you know, brevity's sake, and how many we're going on vacation. And I, I don't mean- <laughs> how many liquors are in her recipe? All right, so let's go through this together, yeah. shall we? Because <laughs> it's really startling. <laughs> okay, this is a recipe uh, for eggnog from our grandmother. Uh, at least forty-year-old recipe probably yeah. goes back to the dawn of uh, whenever they made nog. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, it's in two parts. So, first part, one dozen eggs. 
And we include the yolks? Whole dozen <laughs> eggs. Okay. Okay. A quart of milk. A quart of heavy cream. Oh, my God. One and a half cups of sugar. Oh, okay. So we've got our diabetics checked as well. Ground nutmeg. And then two or three cups brandy. Happy face. Or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) In parentheses. So we could do a rum nog. And she, okay, she was being coy writing this recipe because she only says brandy or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we all saw her pull at least three bottles out of the liquor cabinet yeah. when she was making this. It, it was, was a usually um, a brandy rum whiskey blend, <laughs> as far as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you have to separate the eggs. You whip the egg whites first and set them aside. Then you whip all the cream. I'm sorry, you whip half of the cream with sugar. So you basically, okay, you're making whipped egg whites. Then you make whipped cream, like proper whipped cream. Mm -hmm. Then you blend the rest of the sugar with all of the egg yolk. (laughs) Oh, my God. We drink this. We drink this. (laughs) (laughs) No eggs get cooked in this process either. You are raw dogging eggs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the the booze or whatever hopefully kill anything. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, so then you blend all the egg yolks with the sugar. Um, then you add the milk and the rest of the cream. And then you take the whipped cream and the whipped eggs and then you mix those together. And then you fold it in to the nog. Fold it in. So yeah. some of it gets incorporated and some just kind of floats on top. And then that's you, the, the cloud we're referring that's to. That's the cloud. It's this sort of. Whipped cream uh. egg white foam on the top. It's a well. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Here we go. Ah. Oh God. Um. It's just. <laughs> it's just. Um. It's just. It's so thick. It's so thick. And as a kid, you know, I really loved eggnog. I still, you know, I love eggnog. I love. You eggnog. were an eggnog. I've never been. I had a weird development somewhere in life where I strayed away from drinking milk, period. It grossed yeah. me out. And I have to believe it. It comes from, sorry, Monica and Ryan, but babysitting them. And they would just leave a thing of milk, like a sippy cup of milk out all day. And then I would have to wash the cup. And something in there really turned oh, me God. off. And they love milk. And then I just stopped. I don't even need cereal anymore. So, yeah, yeah. I, I was never into drinking dairy. Mine, you know, if for me it was when I pooped my pants in Starbucks that um, we realized there was a dairy problem for me. So now we take it in doses. Yeah. Um, and you, you, know, you were the one though. Whenever we went out to dinner, you looked for the most dairy-filled thing on oh, the menu. I wanted the ricotta tortellini tossed in the three cheese cream sauce yeah. with extra cheese on top. And so a, I, yeah, I try latte to wash it all down. I like, think your body finally like put a flag in the ground and said, "We're done enough. here. We're done, <laughs> Max. We need to make a change. So we're just gonna start shitting every time you do that to us." So yeah. Anyway, um, so egg, I, I, you know, I, I still like a little eggnog on Christmas morning, sitting by the tree. It's just like yeah. a nice little thing. Um, but yeah, so. You know, pennies was always a wild time. Wild time, lots of alcohol flowing. But yeah, and so we would drink, we would play dice. Oh my, that's a big thing in our yeah. family. We play, oh shit. 
which apparently is just a version of Farkle. It's like Yahtzee's weird cousin. Yeah, but you don't need anything to play it besides five dice and a piece of paper. And a notepad and somebody who's good at math. Yeah, not me, (laughs) ever. Don't ask me to scorekeep. You know, weirdly enough, the same two people who make the eggnog, me and Christina, are always either the scorekeepers. There must be a is side of the brain. Is there with a that? gene a for gene. that? Eggnog yeah. and scorekeeping. Don't you hand mm. that pad my way. I will have a breakdown. <laughs> well, because <laughs> that's, that's the breakdown. whole thing. Because it moves, the game moves so quick. So you need you to have, be able yeah. to do it like like in your head. And it's all numbers keeping yeah. track. Of and you're adding, adding constantly. Yeah. But it's fun. And over the years, you know, the party has got, it was huge some years. Sometimes that's where we performed our show with our cousins. We would do a big show. Be a number. And then it's it's got smaller some years, uh, but always a, a really cornerstone of Christmas in our family and, and a fun tradition. Needless to say, it was always a drinking extravaganza mm-hmm. and, you know, always a good time. Went late into the night and there became our problem. Over the years, it, again, shout out to our younger siblings. When we were getting to that age of the, the hey, you're old enough partying. to smoke pot in the alley <laughs> and drink the Baileys, uh, our, our younger siblings were really heavy into starting that like, Christmas morning as soon as our eyes are open we need to be in presence I don't recall and you know maybe <laughs> I'm wrong I don't recall being the kid that needed to wake up at five to open presents <laughs> well because maybe we, I did I don't know I don't remember. well I mean because we had come from pennies the night before every year so even when we weren't drinking we were up it late was just kind of like a lazy affair as I remember growing yeah. up yeah but uh, no our younger siblings 5 a.m. That might as well have been the Super Bowl. Uh, And for years, what woke me up was our younger brother, Brian. (laughs) He had this like VeggieTales stuffed animal that sang. VeggieTales, VeggieTales. And I woke up to like an asparagus (laughs) talking to me at five in the morning. And I like to think the Christmas spirit is alive in me, but... (laughs) Those mornings, it like Rough. like a demon exercise out of my body. That asparagus took every <laughs> spirit out of me, and to the point that I, and and our mom will back us up. I started offering them money yeah. per half hour that they let us sleep, and it was like whatever. I think it was like five bucks per half hour that they'll get cash that morning. Yeah, if they let us sleep, and I think we got to like eight one year like we did well she really started pressuring them like you can't you, you can't uh wake them up that early and she would have them wait till it was like seven and then eventually because there's only eight. so many bathroom trips i can take during the opening of presents <sighs> there were a few bad years there where you were i i vomited through several <laughs> christmases <laughs> You know, it, it was it, it was just part of the deal. It was. It was part of the tradition, which and is that was the kind fun of part of the it. growing up portion for me. The harsh reality of like the magic is a little gone now because it's just a fight for survival at this point. And yeah. I'm like, 
we're, we're getting there. We're going to do this. Yep. And it was like, there was my coffee, my eggnog. My <laughs> also, Christmas morning, what would bring me back to life, though, our mom every year made egg muck, which... How would you? It's paint a casserole. This <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a casserole. casserole. It's straight out of the air we referenced on our on our etiquette book of the the absolutely. The 60s, it is I very like. better homes and gardens like yeah. casserole one pan wonder because you put like uh, she'll tell you this better than I do but it's there's like a layer Sliced of bread. bread and then a shit ton of eggs and then sausage, sausage gravy and gravy. And then cheese. cheese, and then you bake it. So Ugh. you get this like sausage, egg, and cheese, French toast mush, muck, muck. is what we called it. Because you just kind of shoveled it on your plate. But oh my God. It is. It is so good. And I, of course, would pour maple syrup all over it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never got, I never did that. But um, you are truly Buddy the Elf when it comes to maple syrup. I, um, it could go on anything. A, a, anything, anything. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, that always like got me like ready. But I had to wait. So we ate, because we drank the dairy filled egg <laughs> drink the night before. And then what brings us back is the egg filled dairy <laughs> casserole the next day. This is why we have high cholesterol and we are not even born. They, it's say it's the hair of the dog that bit you, right? Like, <laughs> it's the poison that's keeping me alive. <laughs> um, yeah, but the thing is, I knew I had to wait because you know, as soon as Christmas morning started, mm -hmm. presents that's when it would go in the oven because it takes a long time and then it has to sit because it comes out of the oven like literal lava directly, like on a boat from the rivers of hell, like that. It's hot. so hot. <laughs> and the gravy will scorch your mouth. Like for hours it yeah. stays hot. <laughs> um, but it always like that is what brought me back. I'm like, yes, this yeah. is it. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, oh, Christmas morning. And then eventually it hits 11 a.m. and we're all drinking mimosas. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I don't even think if we wait till 11. I think well, it's I used like 9.30. You know, Christmas morning I always used to love, again, because we did it so goddamn early <laughs> we're like done by 9 30 yeah. we had the whole day i always loved to go on a bike ride because in mm -hmm. florida it's not snowing obviously and the cutest thing would be to like go out and see all the kids out playing with whatever their new thing is that they got like you know timmy got a new baseball yes. glove and sarah got a new I bicycle don't know, bicycle, bicycle. And, and it's it is adorable it's really cute um and then, so, okay. Well, if you back it up, let's back it up further than that. Let's, let's go, back it up. Because there was an era where we would have, so we were doing pennies, 5 a.m. Christmas morning. Yeah. But when we weren't at the age of the hangover, we would load in the car yeah. and go to at least two other stops some years. So we would go to Grandpa Bob's. So this is Bobby, our stepdad's uh, father. Yeah. Um, he hosted Christmas afternoon. Yeah, I guess we'll say, and that was when that whole side of the family got together at his house. Again, 
really cool house. Like the like the Aunt Penny house of it that family. It reminded me of the 80s when a lot of wood paneling and like plush carpets uh, were happening. Vaulted ceilings, yeah. rooms you don't use. Like <laughs> there was always that dining room that looked like it was never touched in the front, like yeah. ever. And he had a collection of uh, arcade games. So he had a full <sighs> ping pong, or not ping pong, um, a Pac-Man. Pac-Man machine. Yeah. And then the other one, which I'll, I don't remember the name, but. They literally called it the fun house. Like yeah. we would go to the, to the, and a to pool the fun table, house. Everything. Uh, it was And awesome. an actual pool. Yeah. And that was one of the, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're at the age that your whole family is made of grandkids and cousins, it really is such a time. Yeah. Because you get in that family, everybody got a present from everyone. Like that like was every the rule. Aunt gave, like if you had three ants, you got a present from all three ants. And it there was a strict age limit. Yeah. You had once you turned 18, zero presents. Yeah. No presents. Get a job. <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> You're not invited to the fun house anymore. But then we would all sit in a circle. And so began the <sighs> longest holiday tradition that I'm aware of. Where one by one, in one. age order, yep, we would open one gift at a time. So, like, some two-year-old is fighting to open something, and then everyone's like, oh, Aww. that's so cute. And meanwhile, I'm over here. I already know what's in the box. I felt it, and I'm waiting, like, an hour for and my turn. And then you do that thing where you're... Your one finger starts picking at the yeah. tape on the bottom, just <laughs> yeah. to get just, just to, to get, get a get little high off the present. Yeah. <laughs> just need a little fix, a little fanny to you hear just that start tear. <laughs> that paper tear. Oh, it's so good. And to me, that experience was the pinnacle of again that you've got a master. If you open a present and it's not something you know you will ever use, you really oh. had to get good at the <gasps> an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> like you really and be love really all of the family no. that listen, by the way. But it's a hard time when you're like there's so many of us. Well, you can't nail everything. No, but I, again, I will give very due credit to our mother for managing the gift giving across yeah. families. There mm -hmm. was a rare time ever that there was a, a repeat. Right. I One year I got the board game Clue <laughs> twice. <laughs> Didn't Only you because... The, oh, well, we referenced this on another episode. Because was it I a got birthday? very excited about Clue that year. I it was really... That was my murder mystery era. <laughs> I was watching like Murder, She Wrote yeah. all day long. I was like, I want to solve mysteries now. This is all I want to do. And I got really into Clue. And so, I, you know, word was spread that, that I loved Clue. <laughs> and so it just happened that I got it twice. But like you said, you're, you have, you have to. to be very nice. And that and that was heavily pressured on us by both our parents. That yeah. you do not, ever since your incident with the van. My first grade birthday party with the van. <laughs> which we referenced once where you got the same I was toy corrected. twice. <laughs> yes. And you were corrected <laughs> That we do not ever look disappointed no. in a gift. No. You are, you say thank you. Yeah. You be grateful. And what worked <laughs> was I then, because of the divorce household, I had Clue at both houses. Yeah. <laughs> so it actually was kind of a win-win. <laughs> we didn't have to pack up Clue. But I was so afraid when I was opening that Clue at Grandpa Bob's that you were going to say some shit. <laughs> 
and spoil it. We already have that game. <laughs> I thought like you. And so I did this like sly motion and I made eye contact with you. And I did this thing where like I held my hands to my face like surprise. But I did like a, a like a shush with my finger towards you. And then and then covered it up with like a oh my god Yay. clap. But I like I gave you the stare of a lifetime. Shut up. Like, I love Clue, and you're not going to ruin this for me. remember i i had a really bad transition into being a teen i really was a brat you yeah (laughs) i really was a i'm not gonna fight that one i was a moody brat and my low point and i'm very self-aware of this the the age where you want to stop getting toys and start just getting gift cards to limited to uh was a tough year for me Because I think people were still getting me like, Mm. and I remember pouting, which is the year that the photo was taken of me. (laughs) There was a photo taken of me at Grandpa Bob's where I have the stankiest face. (laughs) I mean, the biggest RBF bitch face. And our Aunt Terry, I think as a joke, cut this picture out and put it in a Christmas ornament. (laughs) I don't know where that ended up. I I have to believe she did it as a joke because I just I'm giving this death stare to whoever's taking the the photo. Like Fallout Boy, yeah, teenage emo emo angst, angst. And I remember that year on the way home, my and of course I'm sure my mom had to talk me down, but I was upset because I didn't. I was getting gifts that were like little kid gifts, but I'm a teenager now and I wanted teenager oh stuff. Oh my God, what a brat. The drama. I was a brat. I never I'm sorry. stopped I apologize to anyone twice. who I victimized at the time. <laughs> this is the platform to do that, Sam. Okay. There's something solid in my eggnog and oh. I'm very uncomfortable with <laughs> um, The egg actually cooked. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Oh. Um, I, I went through, not like a brat phase, but I went through like a, a phase where okay, I I was coming out of my my dark, heavy like teenage years. Husky, I think we've talked I about this. Yeah, I had my husky, husky years, my like dark period. Yeah, where I like rocketed into puberty and then like gained a bunch of weight. I was just kind of like pudgy, and then I had my like high school glow up where I like lost a bunch of weight and I was swimming and I was like tan. And <laughs> my hair was like floppy and like cool, and that. That time, like, people I, were still kind of associating me as, like, a big kid. Like, mm-hmm. so every shirt I got was, like, the safe large, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, but, like, somebody doesn't know what size you are. They're like, oh, just get an XL or get a large, which now, I mean, that's all that fits. But um, <laughs> at the time, I was, like, really 
like skinny and like I told my mom like I'm a, I'm a men's small I'm a men's small and that was like a big deal for me yeah and she was like yes and like got me all this like stuff but like other other people didn't know that and I would just like, get like a giant shirt and yeah, like, a giant Hawaiian shirt thanks <laughs> thanks <laughs> thank God I saved them all because uh, now I wear them <laughs> I remember the one year that I. I was really into, of course, everyone was low-rise jeans. That was a tough time for parents. I feel for all of the parents, our mom included, because she would buy me... Low-rise jeans are impossible to fit into unless they are cut perfectly to your body. That is a personal decision between you and a dressing room. (laughs) Nobody else should be involved. (laughs) She got me a pair one year, and I loved them, and I immediately put them on, but they were... When I would sit down, my entire ass crack would show. Yeah. It was a struggle. Why are we trying to bring that back? Stop. You're creating terrible core memories. <laughs> Especially for the people who like never grew out of that. You know, <laughs> like there's there's a demographic that just never grew out of the low rise jeans. Yeah. For men, it's like the boot cut gene. They just, yeah. that would that became their life personality. And like, good for them. But <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The first time I put on a pair of low rise or high rise jeans, I was like, wait, so this sucks me in and they don't fall down when I sit. This yeah. is, why haven't we been doing this all along? <laughs> and there's like two times stretch included. <laughs> Done. Baggy is in. <laughs> oh, <my>. bless. <laughs> oh my God. That, okay. That's actually brings me to a fun story. Okay. Because I love, obviously I'm a champion of shopping local and I love like small businesses and like, you know, our favorite stores like Atlas and Page mm. Boy and Matter of Fact, like me and my husband, like special events, like the, those are the go-to gifts, gift places. Yeah. Like we love like fun local stuff. That being said, um, <laughs> the mall at Christmas time is really a, a, a special, unique thing. <laughs> um, so when I was in high school, I worked at the mall, mm. at Tyrone Mall here in St. Pete. And this was in the era, which we've talked about before, which when that, that was like the height of society. That was the cool you know, place to go. I would went. spend hours yeah. walking around. And that, again, that became that sort of adulthood weird transition for me where I was working at Wilson's Leather because I thought that was cool. <laughs> um, and I, that's when I started to see like the commercial side of it. And like I would listen to just endless playlists of the same Christmas music over. Oh. And I saw people like angry and fighting and stressed. I'm like, oh, this is not magical at all. <laughs> and so just yesterday, my husband and I, like we've already like exchanged a couple gifts of like cute shirts and things. But we wanted to go to the mall just because, like, maybe there's, like, a T-shirt. You, you know, sometimes yeah. you just need, like, a department store, like, cheap T-shirt kind of uh, thing. Also, you know? we're going on a trip, which we can get to. So you yeah. want to get a couple So we things. just needed, like, some basic dumb stuff. And maybe there was a cute thing we could find somewhere, you know. So we go to the mall. We go to Tyrone Mall. Not even, like, the nice one in Tampa. Like, we go back to Tyrone. I'm there's like, a few staples there. There's a Macy's there. There's a Macy's. There's Dillard's. And yeah. Dillard's, at least for men, still is actually yeah. pretty good. And then there's an American Eagle, which good for jeans. Yeah. The Express Outlet. And uh, there's a PacSun there, which I (laughs) want to believe so hard. (laughs) We go in there and I'm like, oh, this is a cute shirt. Oh, these are cute jeans. I came out in like the baggiest (laughs) jeans and this like oversized shirt. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, oh, (laughs) this isn't it. 
we we've outgrown this. <laughs> I look like a a man trying too hard. I look it's, like a twice divorced like <laughs> man who's just given up on life. It's not giving Justin Bieber. No, it it's wasn't. Not. But I will say that being such a dead mall, it was bustling. It was like full of people. And I just had this moment of like, oh my gosh, the mall. Yeah. It's back. Like I, I had this like, you know, there was like the Auntie Anne's line was like oh. down the hall. Oh, and you got to do a circle in the food court oh, and grab a little toothpick of bourbon chicken. <laughs> yes, the sample queen. We're going to wear. <laughs> I love it. It just like, there was like. Okay, there was like a woman who pushed me out of the way to look at jeans. <laughs> there was a man in a wheelchair with one leg going full tilt backwards through the mall. Like I thought he was going to hit somebody. It just was special. It was a yeah. happy, horrible time. And I loved every minute of it. Well, now you can take it in doses. You don't have to work there. Don't have to work there. But that it just, helps. you know, it brought back that, that mall fun, that mall magic. Yeah, there is something to it. Well, to to just circle back to gifts real quick. Yeah. Are there some, you know, you know, I was thinking the other day, remember when like a Tickle Me Elmo was like the gift to have? Oh my God, I know. I don't know if, is that still a thing? Is there so still it's like funny you the, say that. the hot gift of the season? Uh, so just on NPR yesterday morning, they were talking about some stuffed animal Snoopy that has like, Snoopy. I guess it's like, but it's like you know, hipster Snoopy. He, he has like a puffer jacket on. He's vegan. He's like, he's, <laughs> he's vegan. And he listens to Billie Eilish. Um, he has like a puffer jacket and like, a, I guess like a little beanie hat or something. Oh, it, it looks cool. Whatever yeah. it is. I haven't seen it personally, <laughs> but this specific Snoopy doll is only sold at CVS and it is constantly sold out. Wow. I'm going to have to keep an eye out. I don't, I don't know. I get, but yeah, so there's still like, there's still the, the thing, the thing. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what that thing is now. It's Puffer Snoopy. Puffer Snoopy. Well, one of my favorite Christmases was the one where we all got a Razor scooter because Razor scooters had such a year. I want to give it like a 2003 <sighs> <laughs> and we all got one and we did circles around the pool and then inevitably you fall all of us have bang your permanent ankle. ankle damage from razor scooters you that thing swings around it's like 50 pounds of steel yeah smashing into your ankle bones and you really there's such a non-practical way to get around because you can't pop you can't hit a a crack in the sidewalk a single ant crossing <laughs> like you'll 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 fly into oblivion <laughs> And we grew up in Old Northeast, like it's, you know, it's like old pavers and cobblestones and bricks. Like that was a death trap. Yeah. It was an absolute death trap. But that was a year that we were the family that you would have looked at on the bicycle going by because we were all out there with our new Razor The scooter, new Razor scooters. Up and down the alley. I remember one year when we got new bikes. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, Yeah. We had done Christmas, like Christmas, we sat, we did the, the presents, we did the egg muck, we did all of that. And then they come out and hand us a little tiny, like maybe like a bracelet size box. And they're like, oh my gosh, we forgot a present. 
And they hand us, that. They, yeah, they <laughs> handed us this box and you opened it and there was a string. And then you realize like through the bottom of the box was this long string and you followed the string. <laughs> and we went all the way back through the house, through the hallway, through the master bedroom, uh, out the back door at the time and then into the garage and then out of the garage and out parked outside of the garage was new bikes at the other end uh. of the string. That was iconic. That was. And you know. Like I said, I love a mystery. I love <laughs> I love to solve a crime. And that was magic. Special. That was, special. It there, was the blue Denali bike from Toys R Us that I wanted so fucking bad. I had so the silver fucking one. Bad. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was in my tomboy stage. I wanted that silver. I wanted like the boy's bike. Uh, but anywho. You know, that's one thing we have to give major props to our mom too, because we, so we mentioned like us coming home so late from pennies and then uh-huh. Ryan and Monica waking up so early <laughs> and disclaimer to any children listening, I'm going to talk about Santa. <laughs> okay. Um, she would, even when we were all adults and even older, and I'm sure they didn't believe anymore, she would still wait. Until we were home and in our rooms to put all of the presents out. It's one in the morning. She would not let us see I can't see, see out them. of one of my eyes anyway. <laughs> but what I wouldn't see was gifts under that fucking tree. Nope, she would wait. <laughs> it, we could have gotten home at three in the morning. She had a two-hour window to get those gifts out, and she would still wait. And it always was really magical waking up and seeing yeah. all those presents. It is. Even you as an adult, out. it's magical. Because, well, again, in a family of, you know, six of us you know that's a lot of boxes yeah even if we each had one or two it still like took up a lot of space so you'd see this pile of presents Mm -hmm. and something else that i think our mom did that i absolutely loved is remember like a week or so before we would go idea idea shopping shopping? (laughs) i want to do this with my husband now because he's so hard to shop for i'm like we need to bring back idea shopping (laughs) she would take us to the mall and then maybe toys r us like a couple of the big stores and we would walk around and and we would just literally say, I want that. I love I want this. this. I love. And then it was she like. She had a notepad. There was a notepad. And then it was like, I like this. I love this. I really need this. Like, I'm going to die if I don't like, open this there on was Christmas morning. There levels of excitement <laughs> that we had to do. Like, and then it was like, well, I like this. Like, I wouldn't be mad if I got that. That was like socks. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like. It, oh, so fun. Like, she had a notepad. And, and then, so smart, too, because. I mean, it was still, by the time you opened it, you, you forgot what you thought was cool in the store. Yeah, there was like, enough time that had elapsed that, and you named off so many things. You didn't know which ones you You didn't know what get. the things were going to be unless you like dropped hints the rest of <laughs> Wow, I really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that toy kitchen. Yeah. I love that toy kitchen. I'm thinking about, I woke this... up this morning thinking about that toy kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> These pound puris are so cute. I really need the gray ones. If only I really had that McDonald's French fry maker. I really, <laughs> I really love that. I love that. I went to bed thinking about it. I wrote a letter to Santa because um, that was the that was the thing. She's writing out a, a letter to Santa, and then he picks. Right. And do you remember? I do you ever have a memory, and you're like, was this real, or did I imagine this memory? <laughs> Do you remember when she took us to some kind of North Pole experience? Fuck yes. I asked her about this. <laughs> and I don't know where it was, but you had she had to call ahead and make sure we were on the nice list mm-hmm. to go to this. 
And this had to be. I mean, for me, it was no problem. You, <laughs> I, you know. I don't know which age I was. <laughs> might not have which wanted. Which era Sam was in. No. But I, this had, I had to have been young enough that I still was believing in Santa because I thought this was so fucking crazy. Like, I thought we were going to the real North Pole. Because uh, she will correct where this was. But I really need from the perspective From the perspective of a child. It felt like we drove on a highway in the dark. Forever. And I think it was cold. And it was chilly. And then it felt like we were off the side of the road next to the bay. Like there was nothing. (laughs) It felt remote. And then you walked to this Christmas village and it was all in like sparkly like that amber glow that you see in movies when like somebody dies and they flash back to them (laughs) and like happier times like it's in that it was in that that's how i remember it and i just like it i don't have that memory in color like it's all like white twinkly lights and i i remember the um walking up to like it was like an old woman i think that (laughs) checked you in (laughs) and i remember her scrolling through this list and flipping pages and and like we're looking at each other like are we going to be on the list oh no and there we were in like cursive perfect script yeah. and then we got to see santa i bet it was like plant city it was not like where they do scream again i thought it was like by the airport it was like <laughs> like and by by uh like Almerton Road. Oh, we have to find like, out. She knows. I mean, obviously she planned this. She knows where it is. But it was like that. It was like off of a major road, like hidden somewhere. Um, that yeah, was magical. That was so cool. And I don't And have... there was carnival rides. Yeah. There was a scrambler. I remember getting on the <laughs> scrambler several times. <laughs> I was I was, a, I was into rides. I liked rides. <laughs> Max has really just been testing the limits of his I'm body really... since birth. <laughs> Well, I have new traditions because my husband is Jewish, so uh-huh. I'm I've learned Hanukkah. Nice, and I he has say, learned Christmas. He has. He that's the one thing that's kind of nice is I mean sometimes they overlap. I think they overlap next year, but he he does always come to Christmas with us, which oh. is lovely. Um, but this one thing I do need to be better at is the prayer. So he says the prayer as we light the lights every night, and this uh-huh. year we exchanged all eight nights, which was great. Um, but he says the prayer in Hebrew and I always try to learn. I really do. That's I'm listening. Good. But the thing is, once Hanukkah's over, I don't really think about this for the rest of the year. So oh, I don't yeah. I don't really feel like I'm learning to the capacity I should because this year he was gone one of the nights. So he's like, You need to light it and say the prayer. <gasps> oh. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. But I, I so I Googled the prayer and um I couldn't I, I I hope I hope Moses wasn't listening. <laughs> this might be a dumb question, and I don't mean it to sound insensitive. Is there like a Duolingo for that? Is the, you know, I bet there is. Is there like a, a specifically Hanukkah centric 
Duolingo. I bet there is. So there is. You can read it in English too, which I did afterwards just to make up for the horrendous no, rendition. You're not going to do that. <laughs> you do it OG or nothing. Well, I gave it my good try. Good. And I. So what I think I need to do this year is I need to like put it on my calendar once a month to practice so that by the time it comes next year, I can say it with him that's, properly. Oh, that's a good idea. Because I really just, it's hard pronunciation and it's hard to read it if you're not reading that language regularly. Oh, but, yeah. But I did try and I and it's it's very lovely to learn new tradition and and that's the kind of the cool thing I think about when you are old enough to have your own family is you get to kind of decide what traditions you want. Like yeah. you can make total new ones. Um, and, and that's, that's a whole fun new experience for us. So, uh, for me, at I least love this. he's been doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about the families who put the pickle in the tree? Oh God. There's that meme. And it's Do you like, know who that family is? Our cousin, Laura's husband, Brett. They put a pickle. In. They is it are a, a pickle family. Is it an edible pickle or is it an ornament? I know you're listening, Brett. <laughs> I know you're a pickle family. <laughs> in fact, they got us a pickle. They gave us a pickle. Oh, so what happens? So, so the first one to find the pickle, they open the first. You get the gift. first present, right? So you hide a pickle, and we do. We do actually now do this as our tradition because they got us a pickle. Okay, and it's cute. Like, so wait, how? Who hangs the pickle? If it's just the two of you, one of you knows where it is. Mildred, does she hide the pickle? Well, first of all, I. <laughs> I don't understand where the mystery part is. I do most of the tree decorating. Oh, okay. And I will hide it because okay. I have very specific placements for certain ornaments. So I have to have, um, there's a certain cat who has like a, a, a tiara on that. She has to go on the front facing top branch. Then I have the abominable snowman from Rudolph. Right. He has to go on the top spear as if he's putting the star on the tree. Okay. I have a Batman that has to go in the back near the top because he's silently watching and protecting the Christmas tree. Oh. He is the he is the dark knight of our Christmas. Yes. And then I have uh, a Jack Skellington near Batman because in my Christmas universe. Jack Skellington <laughs> is like Batman's nemesis trying to steal Christmas. Oh. So he's like trying to like sneak up and like ruin Christmas and Batman is watching. I love it. So I like I like to tell a story with you know, my tree. <laughs> I love ornaments are one of my favorite parts of Christmas. Yeah. I just I think it's so fun to unwrap them and like relive where you got the ornament. And ornament order is a thing because I remember we always had the rule that if mm -hmm. it was a bird, it went at the top. Yeah. Birds go at the top. Birds always at the top. And um, Max's star with his face on it gets at least four placements. I get four placements. Max somehow ended up with an, a school-made ornament and four copies of it, and we all have multiples. <laughs> so Max is on everybody's tree, like, multiple times. I was very busy in preschool. <laughs> you uh, had an agenda in preschool to be yeah. the star of Christmas I have forever. that agenda in life, first of all. <laughs>
Can we talk about the Christmas that nearly tore our family apart? <laughs> we have to. The great goose. The goose incident. Incident. There was a Christmas dinner at our mom's house. There was a time when our family uh, rotated holiday duty. So every year it went to a different house. And this happened to be at our mom's house. And the whole family's together. Having a great time. Cocktails are pouring. And um, our... (laughs) So, uh, uh, okay. I won't name names here, but... There was an aunt that uh, married into the family, I will say, uh, who has now since uh, divorced out of the family. Um, So she was kind of like the Tim Burton character in our family, like always a little, little, always in black, kind of the goth girl, you know? Yeah, art teacher vibes. Yeah, very art teacher. And like very, it could be kind of passive aggressive sometimes, a little much, and like a lot for the family. And uh, something had come up, you know that whole saying, like we were we were making jokes and retelling tales and having just jolly. general jolly, jolly times. Yeah. And somebody brought up that old, that old adage, you know, Christmas it's is coming and, and the, the geese, geese are, are getting, getting fat. fat. Please, so please put a penny in, in the, the old, old man's hat. hat. So I didn't even know that that was a thing. I thought it was just something people said yeah, at Walmart. I th- you know? and this, I think I had heard our grandmother say it. Yeah, it was just a funny thing that funny. we thought was funny. The fat birds are hilarious. <laughs> you know, I don't know. So we had heard this countless times growing up, but all of a sudden this, this aunt, like she chimes in and she's like, you know, uh, that's not the correct words. That's not the real lyrics. <laughs> And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Is the- if I think you could hear the necks breaking <laughs> in the room looking at her. Because this is like, you know, somebody outside the family coming in and correcting, you know, to reference our etiquette episode. Remember when they yes. said nothing brings a conversation to a halt, like, like correcting, correcting grammar. grammar? This was that times a thousand. A thousand. First of all, we're also not reciting Hamlet. <laughs> We're telling a fun story and, you know, <laughs> Christmas is coming. And she's like, well, it's not geese, it's goose. The goose is getting fat. And everyone's like, no, Christmas is coming, geese are getting fat, blah, blah. We just kept carrying on. And she persisted. It's the goose. My mother was a choral teacher. And we used to sing, Christmas is coming and the goose is getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's heart. She sang it like that. Sang it loudly. In the our, middle of, our eyes were wide. <laughs> I like the amount of audacity yeah. in that moment. Also, I mean, bravo yeah. for even attempting that when you're already on like shaky ground in the family. <laughs> but so, okay, I thought that might be kind of a you know lively discussion for a moment, and then it then it escalated. Yeah, and then it was like, no, you're wrong, and like our grandmother was like. Well, whatever. This is how we say it. And it just escalated to the point that our grandmother stormed out of the kitchen and like she was leaving and she was going out the back door and our mom opened the door for her and she turned back and she was like, never in my life. I would never have anyone disrespect our family like this ever again and stormed out. Let's just say she's not part of the family anymore. She's not invited anymore. The goose had done her in. The goose did it.
you know, there's a there's a lot of you know there's a lot of holiday movies out there. There's a lot of traditional movies, and um, you know, you know something actually that grinds my gears. <laughs> I know we had that whole um, stuffing dressing incident. Yeah, and uh, I feel like the same people who f- like fight that fight are the same people who will tell you Die Hard's a Christmas movie. That's my favorite oh. Christmas movie. I love Die Hard. It's a great movie. Don't fight me on whether it's a holiday movie. I don't care. Watch it whenever you want. That's like that. That's that to me is the same. Like that's the stuffing argument. Yeah. Is the is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And like it's like you're saying something just to be controversial, like to start an argument. Yeah. And yes, it is. I guess it takes place in Christmas. What is a Christmas movie? There's a tree in it. There's there's no there's No. no guideline. I'm trying to think of another <laughs> Christmas movie that's not a Christmas movie, but feels Home like Alone. It. Technically not a Christmas movie. Technically, no. Takes place. You know what I have always found? I know people love a Christmas story. Oh, yeah. But I find it to be a tad overrated. It's funny, I guess, but I also find something about it really sad and depressing. And then when they play it on that 24-hour loop and that vo- that monotone narrator voice, uh, I'm like, it is nothing a- about this is cheerful. Yeah, it's droning after a while. Yeah, I don't I love it. I found it scary as a kid. It is creepy. Do you know that one point in that movie where like the bully kid like peeks his head around and he yeah. has this like creepy smile like... <sighs> I found that horrifying, like jarringly horrifying as a kid. Yeah. Like that movie creeped me out. It's creepy. And the scene with the tongue stuck to the pole, I was terrified of of poles in cold weather uh, for quite a long time. That might as well be a prequel to Saw, in yeah. my opinion. When they have to- That's well, how torture they, porn. They don't show them get the-, the no. And then he comes in all bandaged. No. I'm not a fan. I will stan the movie Elf forever. Okay. Love Elf. I, I just think it's the right amount of like, you know, it has that sad moment, but it's so much more of the movie's fun and yeah. innocent. Um, also just love, love actually. Oh, yeah. that is one of my all time favorites. And that's a newer age. And we have to, we credit love actually for making the Mariah song what it is today. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that song existed for a long time, but it was used in that movie. And that's what ha- like catapulted her to Christmas queen status. Oh, I mean, I can feel now the goosebumps of watching that scene <gasps> in the movie theater. The bracelet. The bracelet. Oh, what scene are you talking about? I'm just talking talking about? about the end with the big number. Oh, I no, see, I go to Emma Thompson who realizes oh. she's not getting the bracelet or the necklace. Oh, that scene. Mm. One some of the best acting, by the way, that that scene where she's in the bedroom. Where she excuses herself to the bedroom and then comes back and she never says a word, but you feel know everything. Oh, you feel it in your gut. It's 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 so sad um yeah no it's 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 really those are my two favorites it's a great movie it's great i'm gonna um, watch it tonight i love um i have you know what's weird is i have uh movies that i like to I, i traditionally watch around christmas that are not christmas movies like not ironically it's just yeah for some reason in this time of year i always have to watch both Kill Bill movies front to back. Really? I don't know why. That star it was like a thing like back in New York I was like in my apartment like just before coming down I guess mm-hmm. to travel and uh, 
I don't know why, but I would just pop it in and I just watch it end to end. And now to me, like I kind of have to watch Kill Bill like all the way through Mm. in one sitting or like in like a day to like feel satisfied. Another one, oddly enough, is Jumanji. That feels right. Because it takes, well, the end, the end of the movie is, is a Christmas, Christmas party. Where it sort of culminates that everything's It all comes okay. together. But that's another one, like, just the other day, I got home from work and I was just, like, trying to, I always have to put something on just to, yeah. like, put it on. Emotional support noise. And, like, <laughs> that just came back up on, like, Max or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. So I thought we'd close out um, as we have the last you know, few episodes with a, a reading from Mama's Memories. Mama's Memories. Uh, to any new listeners who, who don't know, after cleaning out a storage unit recently of family things, we rediscovered uh, our great-great-aunt's book of memoirs of growing up in St. Pete uh, around the turn of the 20th century, 1900s, late 1800s. And, uh, you know, we shared some spooky stories, but... In here, there's a story uh, that uh, she calls The Christmas I Remember the Best. And when I tell you, it 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 reads like a postcard, oh. like an old-timey Christmas card picture, you know? Minus the snow. Minus the snow. We didn't, we didn't snow. have snow. Well, that's the thing. It's it's all about Christmas in Florida. Um, it's all about Christmas in Florida at that time. Which I think is so, I mean, as, as you and I have known, like Christmas in Florida is so specific. Almost everywhere else in the world, it's cold. Right. But we have our own beauties to that, like boat parades. Yes. <laughs> it's, and it's very much like we were talking about Aunt Penny's earlier. Like to me, it's almost like it doesn't really ring as Christmas until I am in hot weather. Like right. all the years I was away, like it never felt quite right until I was like out on the dock or like yeah. in the warm. Feeling that because, and it is even at Aunt Penny's, like I could, you can feel that breeze off the water, which there is a slight chill, but it's very specific. It's just a, it's a specific feeling and it's so unique to us. And I didn't, I guess didn't really realize how special that was until I lived away from it and I started mm-hmm. to crave it. And then I would hear songs like, that Ella Fitzgerald Christmas song where she's like, how'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? Oh, yeah. And like <laughs> hanging ornaments on a coconut tree. And I was like, oh, that's 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 what I love. Yes. Okay, so this is around the year. Uh, she was like a kid. So this is, we're gonna say like 1898 probably. Wow. Like. Around that time. All right. This uh, this passage is uh, the Christmas I remember best. Christmas always meant so much to me, and we had a lot of happy Christmases on the farm when we were kids. The 4th Street Farm. <laughs> but the one I remember best was when Emmeline came into my life. 
On this particular Christmas, the usual house cleaning was done. My sister Bam and I had done our part. Grandma lowered the huge chandelier in the hall and taken off all the many prisms to carefully clean. That day, a boat had come in loaded with coconuts, fruit, and other goodies from the tropics for the J.C. William General Store. It was on Lower Central Avenue. Mama and Papa did all their buying there. So Papa drove Maud. I think Maud was a horse. I'm not <laughs> sure. Well, if she drove Maud, maybe the, the Papa horse. Papa drove went. Maud to town pulling the buggy. Yeah, I think that was a horse. Oh. <laughs> With Mama's Christmas baking list in his pocket, he bought a coconut for ambrosia, raisins, nuts, whole nutmegs, coffee beans, and a lot of other necessities that I don't remember. Baking started days before Christmas. Grandma grated all the nutmeg by hand in her tiny grater. She also ground all the coffee beans in the grinder on the wall. The fruitcakes and pound cakes came out perfectly despite a temperamental wood stove oven. Sweet potato custard pies were baked next. Then a bunch of gingerbread cookies and a ham followed into the oven. Everything smelled so good and we had to be shooed out of the kitchen for we always got in the way. Christmas Eve day, Grandma grated the coconut. She punched a hole into one of the eyes and drained the milk. Then Bud busted into pieces with an axe and a meat was pulled out <laughs> of the hard shell. All of the citrus fruit was prepared, waiting in the churn crock for the coconut. I have that old churn, by the way, she says. Now it holds seeds for my wild bird friends. <laughs> <laughs> My sister Bam and I could hardly contain ourselves every Christmas Eve. Mysterious things were always going on in the parlor behind a closed door. It was off limits for us. Christmas Eve, we had our baths in a wash tub in front of the fireplace in the big bedroom downstairs. We were tucked into the feather bed in our little flannelette nighties. Before we knew it, morning had come. The farm chores had to be done first. The cows were milked and the stock was fed. We could smell breakfast cooking as we got dressed. I wonder if they had egg muck. A farm breakfast on a cold morning could feed a family of 10 today for a main oh. meal. A f Aunt Lou had come over for... Oh, Aunt Lou. <laughs> I wonder if this is before or after I the... I think this might be, be before, before Uncle Bradley. Because they moved. She was over it. Oh, my God. Imagine Christmas with Uncle Bradley. <laughs> Turns into a horror story. Anyway, Aunt Lou had come over for breakfast and was uh, warming her hands by the fire. She helped us put our shoes on. Uh, Mama and Grandma had breakfast on the table when we went into the dining room. There were hot biscuits with dairy butter, ham with red-eye gravy, oh. scrambled eggs, jellies, and jams. We were so excited we could hardly eat, but it was Papa's rule to eat breakfast before seeing the Christmas tree. So we all ate... And then after a very lengthy blessing, <laughs> Mama, hen, Mama and Grandma had stuffed the hen with cornbread dressing and... <gasps> dressing. They said... Dressing. Oh, no. Oh, God. They We're a dressing family. Wait a minute. Mama and Grandma had <laughs> stuffed the hen with cornbread dressing. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was ready it. to pop in the oven for baking. So it is a Southern wow. thing. Anyway, um, Moving on. no disrespect, Mama. <laughs> uh, so we all retired into the parlor and to see what Santa had brought. Uh, Papa said Santa was in a hurry to go to the other houses, so he would give out all the gifts on his behalf. <laughs> uh, when the parlor door was opened, I beheld the beautiful spruce Christmas tree smelled with delightful fragrance. I had to catch my breath. 
The pale blue, pink, green, and yellow candles were all lighted and caught in their light were the decorations and the gifts. That's when they put like candles on the tree, actual candles. Oh my god, that's such that's a fire the, hazard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Strings of popcorn and red apples hung here and there. Cornucopias made out of pretty wallpaper overflowed with gumdrops, chocolate drops, and peppermint balls. Grandma Bib knitted round balls, stuffed them with cotton, and sewed shiny buttons and beads all over them. Little gingerbread men peeked at us with raisin eyes from every branch of the tree. The small gifts hung on the tree, and the larger ones waited on the floor. It was a beautiful sight. Papa started handing out the gifts. My little sister got a rag doll, a tea set, hair ribbons, and a sash to wear to church. She also got a toy horn that really tooted. <laughs> She got long white stockings for her church shoes, a bean bag to toss about, and a pretty new dress and petticoat. That's a haul. That is a haul. She, she did good stuff. Sister Bama did all right. <laughs> for me, I got a tea set, hair ribbons, a matching sash for church, a pair of long white stockings, and a book called The Little Lame Prince, which I couldn't read, but the colored pictures were pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mama. <laughs> I also got a pretty new dress and petticoat for church as well, and a lace handkerchief. Um, our brother got a Barlow knife, a harmonica, a bag of marbles, cartridges <laughs> for his gun, a long pair of black socks, <laughs> three pairs for his knees were always out from playing marbles. <laughs> he also got a new pair of pants with three buttons on each side at the knees and a foot-long rope of licorice. Um, Aunt Lou got a wire whisk to beat her egg whites for her angel food cake. It was something new. Oh! For everyone used forks to do the beating before. She also got a lavender toilet water. What? She also got. <laughs> she also got lavender toilet water to rinse her hands in. Oh, like, like I guess bathroom. like a scented, like a, like a bath salt or something. The actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eau de toilette. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Grandma Bib got a warm wrapper to wear around her on cold nights. She also got a pair of old ladies comforts, <laughs> which she says are soft shoes for tired feet. Oh, she got a slippers. box of sand silk. I don't know what that is. They were colored. Oh, they were colored embroidery threads she could use for her quilt designs. And she also got toilet water. <laughs> <laughs> um, Papa got a mustache cup. What? This was something to keep his mustache out of coffee and buttermilk when he drank them. I need to look into this. Yeah. I want to know what that looked like. Was it just maybe like a wide cup or something? A must. So you put it on your face? Well, because all the men drink? had like, oh, big yeah. mustaches. So something about this cup. I guess prevented like the foam and the coffee from like getting in your mustache. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. He got a black deacon tie for church and a shaving brush mug and a razor strap to sharpen the razor on. I was so carried away with all of the gift opening that when I glanced way under the tree, I saw something I had missed. <gasps> 
a beautiful china doll with skirts down to her china shoe tops and puffed sleeves to her china elbows. She was the prettiest doll I'd ever seen. She had black hair, blue eyes, pink cheeks, and a smiling tiny little red mouth. And then I wondered, who did she belong to? My big sister? No, she was too old for dolls. <laughs> little sister? No, she already just got a pretty rag doll. And then Papa handed her to me and he said, here, Maddie Lou, she is yours. I was so happy I could hardly breathe. My heart swelled up so big I thought I would burst into a thousand pieces and each piece would float up into the sky and become a star to shine forever and ever. <laughs> so sweet. And right then I named her Emmeline. Where the name came from, I'll never even know. But Emmeline became my constant companion and I told her all my secrets. She was always in bed with me through all my childhood illnesses. <laughs> and her sweet smile made me well, even as I grew old and things got rough with all of my frustrations. She presided over all of our tea parties until I was grown. Then the time came to lovingly put her away in a dresser drawer, but to me, she was always the prettiest doll in the whole wide world. I just oh, like this is just such a sweet uh, time. It just felt so hopeful and simple. Like and I, I just want a bag of marbles. <laughs> like that's all the joy and extra socks because playing marbles, you're gonna. Yeah, I need extra ruin them socks to go to my <laughs> knees because I'm gonna blow out my knees playing marbles. I, oh. you know, it just paints such a picture. Yeah. I love the boat of coconuts coming in. That's I know. pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, Again. New tradition. Let's start it. Let's start a coconut Coconut boat. meat. Well, anyway. <sighs> this was lovely. This is lovely. Merry Christmas. Happy as we are Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. As this is airing, we are flying to the Cayman Islands for a family Christmas gathering. This is a new one. Jenny. We are on Christmas are we Island. Not, we're not. We are. Yeah. Well, no, but yeah. <laughs> this year. <laughs> we are making Christmas Island. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'm excited. Well, we want to thank you all so much for listening to us this year. This is our last episode of 2023. We'll be back with new episodes in January. Also, quick shout out. Happy birthday, Monica. Happy birthday, Bobby. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. We will see, see you, you next year. year.